Luke 14, 16 to 21. So he came to Nazareth. This is Jesus. And where, I says where he had been brought up. He grew up in Nazareth. And his custom was, he grew up in the stump. His custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. So the custom was for him to go to church, right. or we call it synagogue, go to church, and he, and he read. His custom was to go to church. And stood up to read, and he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. He was handed the book. Okay? The question is, when I read that, when I'm reading that, I'm like, hmm, is it, do they always give him the book? Or do they tell him what to read? But it was interesting that they handed him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he opened the book, he found the place where it was written. He opened the book and he went to a specific place in the book of Isaiah. And he read, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Amen. Then he closed the book and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all who were in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, Today, this scripture is fulfilled in your ears. Right? Now, I'm, I'm read this and I'm like, uh, there was something unique about that day. When he read it. Because what happened, he, <clears throat> he did what he normally did, does. He, he goes, they gave him the book. But, he opened, but the way he read this scripture, he read it as someone identifying their purpose. Because it says here, he closed the book. And he sat down, and the eyes of all of the synagogue were fixed on him. So he read it, he sat down, and they were looking at him. Mm -hmm. It's like somebody reading something that's speaking about them, but they now are, pro are proclaiming what is said. He read it with such conviction right. yep. that they're like, they had to look at him. And what is he saying? Right. So... When you read this, he never, Jesus never gave his designation. When I say designation, if you read further down in the scriptures, they know who he was. He grew up in the town. They knew this is Mary's son. This is Joseph's son. They know he has brothers and sisters. So what he did here, he didn't give his designation. They know his name, but his designation is, it's a, it's a description or a title. Typically, one that is officially bestowed. He did not say, I am the Christ. He did not say, I am the Son of God. He did not say, I am the promised Savior. He just proclaimed his purpose. Right. Who he is. Why he's there. He proclaimed his purpose. And if you look through scripture, when Jesus spoke, he never gave his designation. It's very few people he gave his designation. He said, I am the Christ. Very few people in scripture... But people always say, who are you? Who are you? Okay, so, <clears throat> they know who he was, but they didn't know his purpose. 
It's amazing how we grew up with people. And I, as I said last week, I, was, I remember I had a, a picture of myself as a little kid in this picture. You never know who you're going to grow up to be or what God is going to call, call you to do. You know, who would have thought? Like him, there is it. Only Mary knew. Joseph knew. Maybe the siblings knew. But still, wrapping your head around that nobody else really knew. Okay? So, if you look at what he said, he never gave, what I want you to remember, he never gave his designation. And I'm, my, the title, as I said, is, Where is Jesus? Do you see him? He never says who he is. Okay? But I'm going to build up on this. So, let's go to Luke 4, 43. In verse 43, he said to them, I must preach the kingdom of God to other cities also. Because for this purpose I have been sent. So when he said here in verse 18, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me to preach what? The gospel. He had anointed me to preach the gospel of the kingdom of God. He had anointed me to preach the kingdom of God. And <clears throat> this is why I was sent. To preach the kingdom. And what he spoke here and he said, Send me to heal the brokenhearted, praying, proclaim liberty to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, set at liberty those who are bruised, oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. That is what the kingdom of God is about. The kingdom of God is about setting, healing the brokenhearted, the de delivering people. The kingdom of God is about proclaiming liberty to the captives. Not only proclaiming it, but exercising it, as you will see when I'll show you what Jesus was doing. Recovery of sight to the, of the, to the blind. Set at liberty those who are oppressed. Ah, right? Mm -hmm. He said, this is why I was sent. To yeah, preach yes. the good news of the kingdom. That you don't have to be oppressed. You don't have to be depressed. You don't have to be held captive by the power of sin. Right, right. This is why I was sent. Mm -hmm. And all those who he sent... When G before he resurrected, when he resurrected, before he ascended, he said, Go ye therefore and preach the gospel, the good news, what? The gospel of the kingdom to all the nations. <laughs> this saved, this came, what he proclaimed there about why he was sent, is why all those who come after him have been sent to preach the gospel of the kingdom. Let's go to Matthew 24, 14. Jesus is saying, and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations and then the end will come. This gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a what? A witness to all the nations. Why did he say witness? What is he talking about? If you read, go back, what did we were talking in John 17, what did Jesus pray? Father, that they would be one. The glory you have given me, I have given them, that they would be one. That the world will know <clears throat> that you sent me. The church will be a witness of who Jesus is. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. yeah. When the gospel of the kingdom is preached by the church 
and people start living the reality of the kingdom of God. Glory to God. It will be a witness to all the nations because this gospel of the kingdom has to be preached in all the world. It will be a witness to the nations of the kingdom and of the glory and of the wisdom of God. When that is done, he said, then the end will come. So, is Jesus going to come this today, this year? No, he's not. This gospel of the kingdom has to be preached and be a witness to the nations. Right now, the condition of the body of Christ, it's not a witness of the kingdom. It's not a witness of Jesus of this Bible. And when I start showing you what the Jesus of this Bible has done and what he has mandated us as the body of Christ to accomplish, you would see that the church is not ready. That's why I'm saying the word that he has given me for this season, and I'm not the only one, He's given it to others. He's given it to others. Of the season, of this time in history, of what and how we're supposed to conduct ourselves. And what... Jesus says, I am building my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. It's revelation of who Christ is. It's not the mental. It's not the, the logos. It's the rhema word of who Christ is. It's going to be revealed to the world by the preaching of the kingdom of God. And that revelation will be a witness to the nations of who Christ is. It's going to be seen through the church. I'm not talking about those of the religion. I'm not talking about those who claim church. I'm talking about those who have an understanding of the revelation of who Jesus is. I know you guys have a revelation. You guys know who Christ is. You have a revelation. It's in here. It's burning in you. You see? In these days, these coming last days, God is going to use. He's going to use people like you. He's going to use people like you. And, you know, people get it twisted. Thinking that is a pastor or some leader. No, we are all part of the body. We all are co-laborers with God. In the kingdom, we are all working together to glorify the Father through Christ. That is our purpose. This is why we are sent. To heal the brokenhearted, recover your sight to the blind, to set at liberty those that are bruised, to be a witness to the nations of who Christ is. They will see it through the church. So, <clears throat> if you go back to Luke, let's go, let's go back to Luke 4.31 through 36. Alright. Then he went down to Capernaum. This is Jesus. A city of Galilee. And was teaching on the Sabbath. Them on the Sabbath. He's teaching. And they were astonished. For his word. This blew me away. His word was with authority. He's speaking like he knows what he's talking about. It's not like he hears somebody else says something. And he is regurgitating. He is speaking like he knows what he's talking about. There's a difference when you speak with authority. You have a command of what you're saying. You know what you're talking about. Okay? Now in the synagogue, there was a man who had a spirit of an, a spirit of an unclean demon. And he cried out with a loud voice, already acting up, saying, Let us alone. Why are you bothering us? What have we to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? Did you come to destroy us? 
I know who you are, the Holy One of God. And Jesus rebuked him saying, Be quiet, come out of him. And when the demons had thrown him in their midst, it came out of him and did not hurt him. This is amazing here. Then they were all amazed and spoke among themselves, saying, what, what is this? What's going on here? For with authority and power, he commands the unclean spirits and they come out? What is, we've never heard this theology before. What's going on here? This makes no sense. Is this for real? I mean, this guy has authority. He, he's even commanding, commanding the unclean spirits to come out. So he's teaching... And his preaching was with authority. Okay? Alright. Let's go to Luke 7. Verse 11. It's going to be a little reading, but I have to read to show you something. Now it happened. The day after that, he went into a city called Nain. And many of his disciples went with him and a large crowd. So Jesus is a celebrity. The fame about him, going about, people are following him. Verse 12, And when he came near to the gate of the city, behold, a dead man was being carried out. The only son of his mother. And she was a widow. So this woman lost her husband, and this is her only child. Gone. And a large crowd from the city was with her. So, people are there supporting her, mourning. Alright? When the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her. And said to her, Do not weep. Then he came and touched the, the open coffin. So the people were carrying him out. Carrying out the dead body. Stop. He touched the coffin. And those who carried him stood still. And he said, Young man, I say to you, arise. So he who was dead sat up, began to speak, and he presented him to his mother. Jesus presented him to his mother. Here, your son is alive. Then fear came upon all, and they glorified God, saying, A great prophet has arisen up, up, up among us, and God has visit, visited his people. And this report about him went throughout all Judea and all the surrounding regions. Now if you go to verse 18, then the disciples of John, very interesting here how Jesus, how he dealt with this. The disciples of John, this is John the Baptist, reported to him concerning all these things. So they went back to John the Baptist and said, hey, this is what's going on. This guy just raised this kid from the dead. People are talking about him. So they went back to John and telling John what's going on. John calling two of his disciples to him sent sent them to Jesus and he said are you the coming one or do we look for another interesting are you the one or do we look for someone else even though John baptized him and the Holy Spirit this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased here he is he's still questioning when the men had come to him they said John the Baptist has sent us to you. Now talking to Jesus. Saying, are you the coming one or do we look for another? And that very hour he cured many of infirmities. Now Jesus didn't answer them yet. That same hour, he is what? Doing what he proclaimed he is sent to do. 
He's healing. He's setting captives free. He what? He set, he cured many of infirmities, afflictions, and evil spirits. And to many blind he gave sight. Jesus answered, after he did that, now he's answering them. He said, go and tell John the things you have seen and heard. That the blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, the poor have the gospel preached to them. He didn't say John, he didn't say I am the one. He said you go and tell John what you have seen. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to preach. He has set the liberty those who are captive. Recovery of sight to the blind. How does the world, how is the world going to see? Jesus doesn't say, I am the Christ. He didn't, go, he didn't say, go tell John, I am the one. I am the Christ. He said, tell John what you have seen and heard. Let what, let what I have done, let the works be a witness of who I am. Let the works be a witness of who I am. The works that will be done through the church will bear witness of who Jesus is. You hear what I just said? We don't have to go around saying we are this or we are that. It says the works that we do bears witness of who Jesus is. And what you notice about Jesus, Jesus never went around saying, I am the Son of God. I am the chosen. I am the Messiah. He never did that. He said, believe the works. Now there's, I have more. Okay? He said, believe the works. Okay? He never said, I am. He never pointed to himself. He said, based on what you see, should tell you a testimony, be a witness and a testimony of who I am. Okay, so what is the world seeing and hearing about Jesus? In John 10, verses 22 to 25, and then in that same chapter, it will be 37 to 38. Okay, now, it was the Feast of Dedication in Jerusalem. <clears throat> it was winter. Jesus walked in the temple in Solomon's porch. This is nothing new. Then the Jews surrounded him and said to him, How long do you keep up keep us in doubt? How long are you gonna keep us in doubt? If you are the Christ, tell us plainly you are the Christ. Tell us. Jesus answered them, I told you, and you do not believe. Now what did he tell them? <laughs> he didn't tell them I was the Christ. He said, The works that I do. In my Father's name, they bear witness of me. He said, what I do bears witness of me. But you do not believe because you are not my sheep, as I said to you. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. He never answered them. He said, if you are my sheep, if you recognize what I am doing, you should know who I am. The ones who recognize who, by the works, who recognize Jesus, they are his sheep. Do you understand? They are his sheep. And if we go to, let's go to verse 37 and 38. He said, verse 37, If I do not the works 
of my Father. Do not believe me. If I am not doing the works of God, don't believe me. But if I do, though you do not believe me, believe the works. You don't have to believe me personally, but the witness, the, the works, believe the works. That you may know that and believe that the Father is in me and I am in Him. It's not what I say, it's what is revealed through me, it's what is done through me, testifies of who I am. What is done through the church testifies of who Christ is. He said, don't believe me, because I said I'm, I'm Chris Neal, and I'm, I'm called to preach. Don't believe that. Believe the works, and the work, and believe the works. Okay? Don't believe uh, Sister Merle, or don't believe Brother Mike, because they say they are Christians. We shouldn't even have to tell people we are Christians. Our lifestyle should be a testimony of Christ. Right? We don't have to announce it. We have to be. Alright. So he said, it's not a matter of how Christ is revealed is through what is done. It's through what people see. Okay? And I know, I know many who don't want to be bothered with church. Who don't want to be bothered with religion. Because they see it as, hip as hypocrisy. They see it as hypocrisy. Why? Why is that? No, we're not going to go into that this week. We're going to go into that next time. But he said, how long would you keep us in doubt? And he never answered. He never answered plainly. I think one of the people I remember was somebody, the person, uh, the woman at the well. He said, um, he said, I, he, he, he told her who he was. And there was another person he healed. And he said, tell no man. Yeah. Believe the words. So, just a couple things in closing here. Understand. The gospel of the kingdom. You know, we hear a lot about prosperity. We hear a lot about grace. We hear a lot about a lot of things. Those have its place. They have its place. It, ha it has its place. But we can't get it twisted. It's not about the mansions. It's not about the cars. It's not about that. Jesus said, the word of God says, the covenant, God has given us power to get wealth to what? Establish his covenant. And if you go in the book of Acts, you see what they were doing. It's about putting the needs of others before your own. Okay? It's so clear to me. It's clear, it's, I know it's clear to you guys. The things we see in the church, in the body, it's not right. Things we see. Some things are right, some things are blatantly not right. Mm -hmm. But, I know, you know, what Jesus said. I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. This is not going to last forever. This is not going to keep going on. He's going to separate the sheep from the goats. He's going to separate it. He's going to break this thing hold, hold down. And he's going to, those in the, in the, in the, who are not well known, who are not known, he's going to bring them to the forefront. Because they know their hearts are towards him and not the stuff. You seek the kingdom, the stuff comes. You seek the kingdom, the stuff comes. 
And I don't think people understand that. We talk about it, we preach about it, but I wonder if the church really understands. The kingdom of God, we have a king who can do anything, where nothing is impossible. I guess this is a, another thing, I, a subject matter I have to, I'm trying to prepare about the kingdom of God. In the kingdom, Jesus is showing how the kingdom of God operates. The blind see, the deaf hear, the lame walk. But they also talk about the gifts of the Spirit. It talks about walking in love. And it's talking about what the love of God is. These are all fruits of the Spirit. These are all manifested in the kingdom of God. And I'm going to talk about these things in the future. We don't have to advertise ourselves. We don't have to. Our lifestyle will, re will, will reflect the witness. People will see and say, well, there's something about you. And people have asked me that. There's some, are you a Christian? There's something about you. You're different. They see it. They sense it. The way you carry yourself. Okay? We're led by the Spirit, as Jesus was. We have to be led by the Holy Spirit. You guys understand that. We have to teach and speak with authority and exercise that authority as we are led and as we are given revelation. Okay? As we are led. Because Jesus said, I don't do anything unless the Father shows me what to do. And a great example we were talking about a Bible study. The woman with the, um, the, the, the woman caught in adultery. He stopped. When the, the accusers came and ready to stone her. The wisdom, what he said was what the father told him to say. And then he stopped and he was writing. Because the father was showing him and telling him, showing him what to do, what to say. And you see the compassion on the heart of God. He said, woman, where are your accusers? After they were convicted of their sin and they left her. Woman, where are your accusers? She said, I have none. He said, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. He didn't tell her you have to go and read 10 passages of the book of Isaiah. He didn't tell her you have to go sacrifice some lamb. He, didn't say, he said go and sin no more. Because what he showed her the love of God. And she felt, she experienced that love and that compassion. And I believe that woman was changed that day. Because there is a connection when, when somebody genuinely shows you love and compassion. And it's not something done out of lip service. You know, you, you felt it. When you have an encounter with Christ, you don't forget that. You never ever forget it. Okay? We don't need gimmicks. We don't need gimmicks. We just have to manifest the fruit of the Spirit. We just have to let the Holy Spirit reveal Christ through us. We don't need gimmicks. We don't need to have... The newest program and this. We don't need gimmicks. We just have to let the Holy Spirit show us what to do. What to say. When to do it. And the power of God is made evident. The Apostle Paul said, I don't come with the enticing words of men's wisdom. I didn't come with a PhD. I didn't come with a bachelor's degree. I didn't come with a theology degree. I came with a demonstration of the Spirit and of power. Paul, Apostle Paul was a rough guy. He was a rough, no, no sometimes he reminds me of you. You remind me of Paul. No nonsense. In your face kind of. That's who Paul was. No nonsense in your face. You know, people talk about, well, you know, 
polish up your speech. You know, don't yell so much. I say, listen, I'm going to be me. I ain't coming in a demonstration of, I ain't coming to please nobody. And I was reading somewhere, they say, well, you know, if you want to be accepted by people in the church, you got to wear nice clothes. You got to have nice suits. You got, you know, if, if, your, if your suits don't have zeros, the price of your suits don't have zeros behind it, and your shoes, you're not going to be accepted. I say, listen, well, I, I tell you, Paul would be all over these people if he was <laughs> Because it's not about that. It's not about how you look. You could be look great, but you're dead inside. There's no power. There are people out there hurting. I say, God, let me use my gift, whatever it is. You know, I may not have the gift to heal, but you may have it. That's why we are all part of the body. Not one person has all the gifts. You may have the, 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 the gift. You know, she has a gift. We all have a gift. And as we bring it together, the people are set free. We are all edified. Listen. We all have, we all are called. Jesus said, when Jesus spoke and said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. When he spoke in that synagogue, he was proclaiming his purpose. Yeah. That he knew, he knew. He knew why he was there. As we all in the body are supposed to know why we are here. We are here to, to, to figure out what the Father wants and to finish the work. That's it. That's why we are here. To finish the work. To figure out what it is, walk in it, and finish it. That's it. Amen.